cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. And just like that, it is another week to do great things, another week to connect with you, and most importantly, another opportunity for us to share and offer some solutions to life's many, many problems. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to another episode of Life with Lebang. My name is Lebang Khosana, and of course, you are listening to cliffcentral.com. So as always, what we do every week is we like to profile people that are doing amazing things and this week is no different. I am very, very keen to introduce you to someone who is going to solve this huge problem that a lot of us young African parents have found ourselves in. And it's the it's the old age Vernac versus English debacle. So naturally, because the schools that we go to and the schools that our kids that we put our kids in, they tell us that English is the primary language. And it's it's the universal language currently. Between that and Mandarin, I'm not sure which one is winning, but they're both equally important. And so almost, I feel as though there's almost like a a, a time in your life where you are met with a spiritual blockage because now you're no longer speaking your mother tongue in the way that you should. And when you're connecting with your ancestors, you're supposed to do that in your mother tongue. But what if you don't know how to speak your mother tongue in the way that you would like to? More so our children and the way that we're raising them. How much exposure do they have to their native language? And this is something that we're very passionate about here on Life with Lebang. So I came across this very exciting educational ish thing that I saw online and I was like, hold up, what is this? And why does it look so interesting? And so I thought this is the best thing to do is to bring the CEO of Ambani Africa to life with Labang so that she can tell us more about this very interesting idea, which I believe will make our kids better. They'll know themselves more. They'll be more exposed to their mother tongues in the learning system of English and, you know, of English being the, the, the primary language in the school. So, uh, Mukundi Lambani, welcome to Life with Libang. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show this morning. And I'm looking at your profile and I'm like, damn, achievements, 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 achievements. There are so many things here that I can, that I can read out right now that Somebody at home will be like, wow, that's impressive. But I want you to speak to the audience and tell them who you are and essentially what it is that inspired you to create Ambani Africa. Hi, Devan. Uh, thank you for, for having me on, on the show. Of course. Um, I think even just hearing it and, and hearing that I'm in this space. Yes. Um, where, where great people who are doing great things come is, is exciting. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so my name is Mukundi, uh, Mukundi Rambani. I am from Trando, which is in Limpopo. So, I am originally from what used to be called Venda. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sort of grew up in, in different worlds. I, and I always love to tell this, this story of, um, of having moved from Venda to, to Gauteng, to Ranfontein in sort of 1994. And it was this like dawn of, 
what we called the new democracy, right? And it was, we were the first um, learners to go into this form, previously English schools or previously Model C schools. And so my my journey was one of, of trying so hard to assimilate and to fit in and to show that, you know, I can speak English just as well. I can do all of these things. And I think, as you said, I got to a point in my life where I sort of like I, I prioritized um, being a certain person at the cost or at the expense of my own language and my own culture. Mm. And I couldn't put it on my parents. I got to the point where I was an adult and I was like, what can I do sure. about this position I find myself in? Sure. Um, and so a lot of it was born from that kind of longing, that kind of conversation I was having with myself um, to say, I'm moving from my, my family of origin potentially to, to, to my, or to creating my own family or my family of destination. Um, and, and what do I want to bring to that? And what do I want to, um, how do I want to view myself? How do I want to show up in, in that context? And so a lot of it was just me kind of battling with that and, and, and in trying to find a solution, trying to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm interested in my culture. I'm interested in my language. How do I access it? I realize mm. that there just aren't resources. So unless you are speaking to someone and there's such a shame associated with that, unless I go to, to my parents or my family and I say, I, I don't actually know enough. Uh, of my, I'm not comfortable with my knowledge of my language, mm, um, mm. and it's not a nice thing to have to say. And so it was to say there just aren't spaces, they aren't safe spaces for you to say I don't know this and I want to learn and I want to be better. It's often a source of shame. People are like, how can you not know? And you know what have you been doing? And how can your kids? Not sure, know? sure. Um, and so I really wanted to create a space for myself, but really for anyone who wanted to to say like our culture is accessible and it's a fun thing to learn. It's not a thing that becomes a, a source of like, oh no, why don't you know this? Yeah. Um, but it's something yeah. that you, you want to learn. Absolutely. Where, where Ambani came from. Sure. So I, I like uh, what, what you mentioned now about shame, right? Because that is almost like a conversation nobody's ready to have. Mm. And I, I sometimes wonder why nobody wants to discuss it because it truly is such a real thing. Mm. And a lot of us find ourselves in situations where we have our kids now, we are raising them, um, but we, we are depending maybe on the, on the school. The school systems are the ones that are teaching the kids Isizulu and Sitswana or whatever the case. And I guess the question is why aren't the, the kids learning that at home first? And so it's this weird, um, place that you find yourself even as a parent where you now have to intentionally speak more of your mother tongue to your children, of course, so that, you know, they can, um, know that this is the language that we need to be speaking all the time or whatever the case. But now when you go out into the world and I've seen a lot of mothers and fathers post videos of their kids, um, reading like, uh, an assignment, and then they post that on social media and the world goes, Oh my God gosh, how dare you? Your child is speaking Isizulu as if they don't know how to speak. And the shame that comes with it, whereas I, can't you tell that I'm trying to teach my child more of their mother tongue? Because already as a parent, I'm identifying that something is wrong here and I would like to fix it. So just in general, why, why do you think that shame is, is so is so heavy? Um, You know, if anything, one would almost think, it would be nice for for some empathy in that situation. It's always the people that aren't parents who are the first to judge and say, Ooh, these bad parents, they're not teaching their children their home languages. Look at them. 
and it, it's easy when you're on the outside looking in. Yeah. You know, if you look at our systems and if you look at our schooling and everything else, it's all based in English. Why, why does that shame, you know, happen? And why, why is there no empathy in those situations? Do you think we're, we're living in very different times where people mm. live in different, I mean, some people are overseas, for mm. example, you, you don't hear the language the way in which you would, um, before you're dominated by English. I sure. mean, kids, they turn on TV. It's, it's, it's all English. They go to school. They're speaking English. Mm. They're com- completely immersed in 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 that language and i think it's the first time even as parents they've realized that we have to be intentional about speaking the language yeah um yeah. and i think people are just people are sensitive about kind of their culture and their language it's something very personal mm. and so i think it does it does elicit um some level of defensiveness and yeah. kind of like we have to protect this thing. Why aren't you you part of this, this the, the protection of it? Yeah, which uh, is fair. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. fair. Which is fair. I think a lot of things are tied to like colonialism and mm-hmm. even here in apartheid and mm-hmm. the way in which uh, a language was was used as as a tool for that, as a tool for separation. So I think it is something quite sensitive, and I think that's why people's responses are always not always so empathetic, yeah. but it's always kind of this is something we have to protect and sure, defend. Sure. Um, and therefore the approach is this. Yeah. Yeah. Mukundi, let's talk about Ambani Africa. So you founded it in 2018 and this is obviously to offer interactive mother tongue education for, you know, from kindergarten to grade 12 learners and the organization developed an app, which I thought was so cool. And this app obviously teaches South African languages that have under representation using books and technology. So you've kind of explained, um, what sparked this idea. Was there like an exact moment where it hit you and you're like, well, I want to know. This is the day and from this day forth, I know what I need to do. I don't even know if I've had this moment at this point of I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Um, I think because, because you're in business, you're just like, will this work? And then you put it out and then you're like, okay, this is working. Let's do more of this. Let's do less of yeah. that. This isn't working. Yeah. Um, but I think I always just had, I didn't always know the, the what it would be, but I kind of knew the why and the, and the, the why of why I was doing this. So I yeah. always knew that like, I really want to, want to make our languages accessible. Yeah. Um, I want to make them fun. I want to make them engaging. I, I, I don't want the learning because a lot of times when we think about our own languages, we think, we think of them in the past. Mm. And so we kind of think they belong to another generation or it's Ish. this thing I'm forced to do in order to please my parents, the parents, society. Mm. And mm. so that people don't laugh when I'm trying to pronounce something on, mm. on TikTok. Um, but I really wanted to, it to be, um, something that, that you want to learn, something that you enjoy learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't know how, I didn't know that it was going to be technology in the beginning, but I yeah. think there was a moment where I was sort of like, okay, I, I want this. The resources aren't there. I'm speaking to other people. I'm speaking to parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying they, they, they're struggling with the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, so how do we go about, about doing this? But, yeah. So what, what is the evolution of, Ambani Africa been like, like you just mentioned now that in the beginning you they didn't have, there wasn't that tech element, but now there is. So what has the journey been like since, you know, finding the idea and then seeing that this is a solution to a big problem and then now putting it into play and maybe first having just the book elements and just the characters. What walk us through that whole journey. 
Uh, okay, so so it, it hasn't been a very like straightforward. It hasn't been a linear journey. <laughs> not, not many of them yeah, are. <laughs> yeah. um, but but yes. So so I um, so I was studying. I was doing a, a master's, and part of my my research was a, a generational understanding. Mm. And so I found myself speaking to a lot of people, speaking to a lot of parents. Okay. Um, and and they were kind of echoing the same sentiment of I want my kids to learn, but I just I don't know where to go, and I don't know how. Mm. Um, and I think there were a lot of existing resources a lot of existing kind of you, you could get a tutor you could get someone to to help you um but then there were also a lot of things like you know the duolingo so there were things that were emerging in other languages that were available and that were easy and you could just mm. pick up your phone and and learn something and it didn't have to be you know it, it wasn't a complicated um you didn't have to search for something mm. so i think at that point and because my my studies were a lot around technology so i was studying this uh, creative technology um, and so I, I knew that I wanted to infuse that somehow yeah. in whatever the work I was doing. Yeah. So we kind of moved from, we started actually in virtual and augmented reality and had to, um, come down from that and, and balance that out with, with kind of this idea of books and, and a physical product because, um, because it's kids and, and they love that kind of sure. something tactile, something yes. they can hold yes. and, and kind of go through. Yes. And so I think we had to kind of, I started with these grandiose ideas that centered the technology rather than the learning mm. and then had to like come down from that and, and find a good, a good balance between like this is technology and it's something fun and we're, but we're also learning and yeah. also kind of have the books as well. So we settled on, on the augmented reality books and we evolved into a gaming app. We've evolved into a web platform for wow. educators. Yeah. Um, so, so we've really grown, I think in, in different ways, but I think the why always remains the same. That's so important. To make sure that you always know why you're doing something um, Because that'll keep you kind of in check mm. And it'll keep you in place as far as um, You know, the journey goes The not so linear journey You'll always know that Hey, let's go back to our center mm. And that is the center So can you walk us through how it actually works? Because I'm hearing body AI, body what, 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 what The book augmented And like that sounds cool and stuff But practically what does that mean for me As a parent who yeah. is struggling with this thing yeah. Or who would like to be more more intentional about involving my kids in really learning and embracing their mother tongue. Sure. So, so we use um, augmented reality, and and so there's virtual and augmented reality, right? Virtual is where you put on those big goggles and you're oh yes, yes, to a brand new world. Mm. Um, augmented reality is really how do we bring digital elements into the real world? So yeah. How do we when you scan your phone and you're able to see something on your device that appears to be in in your environment? Okay. That's augmented reality okay um and so what we've got is that we've got our books which is a set of of eight books that okay at current in 14 different languages wow so the idea is that with the same set of books you can open them inside the application when you scan some of the pages you'll see that the the the, um pages come to life let's see Um, let's see these pages come to life so I want to see. So it just comes to life. So, so what I've got here is community and phrases. It's a very, very pretty book. Can I feel? Can um, I feel it? Please do. Alrighty. So this is a very neat little book, and it like fits so snug in my hands. That's the first thing I'm realizing, and it's very clearly for kids. Yeah. 
It's very clearly for kids because it's like hardcover, lot of animation on it. It's just full of Popeyes. I know if one of my daughters picked this up, oh man, it would be like, mommy, bedtime story. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Um, Yeah, and and so it comes in the set. So it's got a nice box with all of our different um, Ambani characters. Okay. Um, And we've got eight different books that cover sort of different, particularly ECD um, uh, themes or ECD topics. Early child, early, early childhood, childhood care, care development. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so early childhood kind of themes, things like feelings and my body and nice. animals and numbers and nice. alphabet. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And the idea is that you, you get the set of books, you download the application. Okay. So you get the book and then you download the app as well. Yes. Okay, that's good. Um, and then inside the app, you'll see that we kind of have all of our different books in there. Yeah. And um, so once you've selected the the book that you're working with, then yeah. you're able to um, scan over the pages. Okay, so the front cover has a QR code. Yes. That you then scan. So you log into the app on your phone, and then you scan the QR code. So, so the QR code is actually just for you to to access the app. Okay, got it. So once you've logged, once you've um, scanned the QR code, you're then able to download the application. The app is free. Yeah. And then what you actually do is you scan the pages themselves. Oh, okay. And that comes to life. So let me see if I can get some audio here. So you scan the pages. Okay. Oh, my word. So... What I've done in the app is that I've selected I've selected a language. So you can select any one of the fourteen languages. I've selected Chivenda. Sure. Um and then I'm gonna give you the book. Okay, I've got and the then book. Just scan over the the page and see. Oh my word, this is so dope. Okay, so for those of you listening at home, I'm literally holding the book, but the app is like hovering on the page and the character has essentially come to life. And whatever page I hover over let me try hover over. Hello. Wow. This is very cool. And there's the character again coming to life. Yeah. So I can essentially choose any language that I want on the app and it, it won't affect the actual book itself. No. So, so exactly. So you can choose any one of the, the languages that we have. We've got South African languages. Um, we've got African languages like Shona, Yoruba, Swahili. Yeah. And we've got other languages that were requested like English and French and wow. German. So we're really expanding the language. But the idea is that, that I can literally shift from English to Chivenda to Isizulu to Iskosa, mm. just depending on, on what I want to learn. Yeah, this is very, very exciting. I mean, I can imagine, you know, there must be like a difference between having this kind of product in a school versus having it for home use, you know, like as parents. What have you seen maybe like the difference uh, being in that case um, as far as if you want to approach a school to actually get the Ambani app into their system? You know, what does that look like versus just a parent that's interested in it and wants to teach their kids at home? So, so I mean, the, the books are really great for sort of two plus, as you said, it's kind of hardboard books. Yeah. Um, and so even it's sort of toddlers just love to go through it. And even if mm. they're learning their first words, it's a, it's a great start. Mm. Um, and, and this is really for home use. We've got a lot of educators who do use it in the classroom and it kind of engages the learners and it's fun. Yeah. Um, that we have other things like we've got a web platform that offers animations and games and lessons, particularly for teaching in the classroom. Yeah. Um, so you'll know that a lot of policy has, has been developed and, and one is the incremental introduction of African languages. Yeah. And this is where schools that previously didn't offer a, a, a marginalized African language now have to. Sure. And so a 
lot of them are offering our languages for the first time. Yeah. But there aren't a lot of like resources for using in the classroom. So if mm. you're teaching English, if you're teaching Afrikaans, if you're teaching maths. Oh, there's tons. There's lots of things sure. to play in class and mm. do and mm. it seems really engaging, but it, it wasn't the same for, for our languages. And so we've gone out to create that. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've got a, it's basically a website that teachers can log into and they've got lessons, they've got songs, um, they've got videos. So really fun things that they can do in the classroom to engage all of the learners in, yeah. in the language. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, as far as like, the the obvious lack of resources in this in this space and also maybe the lack of intent from those responsible for making you know the the curriculums and the learning structures and stuff i don't think those particularly those group of people have been um intentional enough and aware of what problems are being created as a result of that lack so what are some of the maybe the barriers or the difficulties that you've come across in Especially in a schooling environment as far as getting Ambani in like, mm. um, I can just imagine, you know, that there's probably some limitations, mm. uh, that are involved. Uh, what, what are some of those that you've experienced? Um, so, so I mean, definitely we needed to get to the point where we are, um, uh, endorsed. Yeah. Uh, by, by, we, we need, getting the first school is always the, the hardest. And as soon as you're endorsed by one school and you've kind of tested and it works in the classroom, then it's a little bit easier to, to get everyone else on board. Yeah. But I think generally when we do, I mean, it's getting to, to the schools and being able to say, this isn't what you think it is. Um, especially with, with things like augmented reality. And mm. if you say you've got books, everyone's like, well, there's lots of, books. we've got enough books. We've yes. Books. Thank yes. you. And you're trying to explain what it is. So Ish. I think as soon as we are in front, of an educator in front of the the learners, I think they get it. Yeah, when they see it. Yeah, like I just got it now. When you show me, I'm like, okay, this is dope. Yeah, <laughs> like I already knew it was dope, and now I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah seeing it, <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely dope. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so unless we're in front of people, it's it's kind of. Uh, educating the market and just kind of saying, this is what it is. This is how it works. This is how much more engaging it is mm. than, than just a, a plain book. So I think sure. it's really getting in front of those schools. Um, but we've got a few great schools that we work with that Good. are constantly giving us kind of great feedback that I think their endorsement has, has really helped us to reach, um, to reach other schools as well. That's fantastic. I mean, like as long as you guys get the support that you need mm-hmm. from these schools, then that's exactly how you grow, right? Mm-hmm. So Mukundi, what's interesting is that it's seems like a lot of South Africans that are living abroad are also using this app to teach their kids the mother tongue. And I think, I mean, you can just imagine not even being in your home country. You are in no way, shape or form going to be exposed to your mother tongue ever. So you kind of depend on the resources available online for you to do so. Like, is this something that you guys intended when you came up with the app or, you know, did it just sort of like, happen in that way that you're seeing that a lot of people who are no longer living in Africa mm. are also using this app more. Mm. So, so I think it was intended in the beginning, but we kind of thought it would come at a later stage. Yeah. So we understood that we would build where we are. And then once we feel like we've got a solid enough, you know, product, then we can start going out and, and tapping into the, the diaspora. Yeah. Um, but, but it just sort of happened. And I think, because they, they, they're so sort of in tune and I think they were, for lack of a better word, desperate for the resources. Sure. I think they really found us. 
Mm, um, they were looking. So, yeah, they were. <laughs> it was we didn't have to go to them. They were really searching. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really good for us to understand that that it's not just a, a local thing, mm. right? It really is an international product, and that our languages are international, and that there are people, there are Africans out there who want to speak their language regardless of sure. of of where they are. Mm. Um, and so it also helped us like like change our thinking to just like okay, we're going to make this South African thing, and you know to to really think like this is actually something international and our mm. languages and our culture have value exactly um, internationally globally yeah. definitely so are you guys like planning on expanding your learning program to other languages i mean you've already spoken about you said what there's 14 yeah there's 14 languages yeah. currently which is really really great and what about other languages mm-hmm. you know in the long run um, maybe even visual languages such as sign language i mean that's a huge one as well mm-hmm. have you guys maybe thought about that yet Definitely. So, so sign language now being an official language, yeah, should get a, a lot of inquiries or questions about resources for for South African sign language as well. So it's definitely something we are planning to to add soon. Good. But I always say there's over two thousand um, African languages. I think it's like the, a third of the world's spoken languages are actually African languages. Really. And, and so there's just a lot of work. Yeah. For us to do, and and I remember when we started, we'd be like, okay, guys, give us. Feedback. Feedback and the only feedback we'd get is like, when are you adding this language? When are you adding that language? When are you adding? We want Sisutu. We want, mm. you know. And we, what What was the first language that you guys put on the app? So we had uh, we had Chivenda because obviously because <laughs> of because of you because <laughs> you and Chivenda went Isizulu for obvious reasons. We we then went into Iskosa. Mm. Um, I think we did Sitswana. And then we we just kind of the, the rest of them came in in a hurry. I think Shitsonga, yeah. a lot of people were like, "When when are you adding this Sisutu?" Mm. Uh, we we now get a lot of queries for Siswati, Sibele. Mm. Yes. So, so people are really like, and that's what I've appreciated. People really give feedback and are really like interested and passionate about their languages. So Good. Never kind of trying to figure out what to do next because people will tell you, people, "Yeah, what about this language? What mm. about um these languages and even other languages from from other." Um, from other African countries, yeah, um, and I just think around the world, there's just this this like movement, this atmosphere, this tone mm. of wanting to to preserve languages, of wanting to preserve um, cultures that have been sidelined. Yes, um, yes, and so we even get queries from like other places, you mm. know, around the world where they've got a language where they're like, there's only a few people who still speak this. How do we oh, preserve this? How do we save this? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. There's something in the air. Mm. I think. It's an energy that a lot of people are realizing that there's a big disconnect with true self and with who I guess God intended for us to be and with our true purposes and what we're meant to do here. Too many people are passengers in their lives. They're not in the driver's seat. And a big part of that comes from the fact that they don't know who they really are and language and being able to communicate in, in your way, in your ancestors way, in your family's way is so key. It's so key because there's just words. There's some words in your mother tongue, in the language that you speak, Gohai, that don't exist in English. Yeah, that, that you can't even translate. You can't even directly translate because yeah. those words aren't meant to be there. It's a feeling. It's a place. It's a situation. It's a person versus just a word. So there's so much, so much more to, um, to it and, and to, to what you're saying. It's, it's a global thing. There's, 
there's people all over the world and it's younger and younger people mm. that are realizing that no man, the something doesn't feel right. off. Something feels a bit tricky. I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing. It's because I'm not living in my full self and my true mm. ghost. So it's, it's interesting. And I love the fact that uh, you're mentioning that it's, 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 it's people that are having these queries all over the world. Mm. Cause it's not just us in South Africa that are struggling with this thing. Mm. Other countries are also like, oh, why is everything in English? Mara? Like real talk, why is everything in English? You know, I want to be able to go home and just speak to my granny mm. in the way that she grew up and speaking. Mm. You know, just it it has knock on effects. Um, so I I love that this is the kind of product that can serve as a solution mm. to that thing. So what is the actual process of getting getting a language onto the app? So. I can imagine, um, you know, maybe like getting like a voice artist or like yeah. a translator or whatever the case yeah. to come in and record like a bunch of words. Then you guys do like the back end. What's, what is the process of getting a language onto that? Yeah. So, so initially it, it was just translation. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of, okay, we'll do this thing in English and then we'll get translators and we'll get a voiceover. But I think we're really learning about like context and this idea of versioning and that you don't just translate something that yeah. doesn't make sense to this, this context, this culture, sure. this, the, the meaning. Um, are, are you losing out on that and just trying to, to, to remake mm. some English something in, hey. in, in this language? And so we've really tried to become more, um, more intelligent intentional about about creating versions of 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 content yeah um and i think so, so there's usually two challenges that that we are we are tackling right there's this idea of being able to learn language but there's also this idea of being able to learn in language okay so there's also a lot of learners who speak an african language at home and they get to school and they're taught in english and they're doing this exercise of trying to learn english and learn in English at the same time. So can you imagine something? Mm, that's, that's difficult. Maths and science. They should be learning like in their language. mother tongue. Exactly. Mm, exactly. Mm. And so in, in the work that we're doing there, we're really, we're realizing that we really have to, to, um, make sure that, that this is in their context. So if we're telling a story, is it a story that makes sense to them mm. and their environment and their communities and an accessible story that makes sense to their language? Mm. And we're not just taking an English language from an urban area somewhere and, and, you know, trying to translate it into a Chivenda story mm. that could have happened, that couldn't have happened in turn though, but sure. you know, they must just kind of understand that story. Mm. Um, mm. And so the process now is really thinking about how do we working with education educators, working with translators, mm. um, and thinking about how do we working with creatives as well, storytellers. Yeah. And saying how do we take this and and actually create a version of it that makes sense to this language and culture and community and context. Yeah. Yeah. That is so important. Um because a lot of organizations just ignore that part. Mm. And they think that they're doing important work that is, you know, empowering and enlifting, but they you know, if you don't do it right mm. Then that why that we spoke about earlier is completely missed. You miss the mark on your why if you don't do it thoroughly. So I'm very glad to hear that that's the extent that you guys are going with this. Uh, so you, you worked with foundation phase teachers now and, um, with one who's a content developer for the app, which I think is so cool. Mm. And this is obviously just to get a better sense of how children learn. Mm. So where did that process start? And tell us about maybe some of the struggles that you had along the way, mm. as far as figuring out the best way to make this accessible, but still have the teaching element in it. 
Yeah. So, so, so being ed tech, um, educational technology, it's not just kind of technology and, and mm. the fun part. Mm. Um, so we've definitely had to, to work with educators. Um, and there's why we really focus where we focus. So we focus on, on early childhood development. So this idea of before you start school, before you start primary school. Mm. And then we work on the foundation phase, which is grade R, grade one, grade two, grade three within primary school. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple of stats. There's, um, the Thrive by Five index, which kind of says a lot of our kids, by the time they get to grade R, they don't have the, the foundation, the learning they need. Mm. Um, it, it, you know, in a lot of the, the preschools and nursery schools sometimes just function as, um, babysitting spaces and not necessarily educational spaces. Yeah. Oh, that's true. No one's ready for that conversation. <laughs> There's learning that needs to happen at, at that phase where they're mm. really like sponges and they, they, they're able to learn so much mm. so that by the time they get to grade R or grade one, they're really ready for that. And so already our kids are behind. Others have been learning since the ages, since they were born, they've been learning. Yeah. And then they get to grade one and, and our kids are far behind. Sure. So one of the reasons why we focused on ECD, I think there's also a stat that says that if you're behind by the time you're in grade three, it's very difficult to catch up. Of course. Without your schooling. Of course. Ish. And then, of course, we have the, the, the reading for comprehension, um, uh, stats that have just come out, um, about how, you know, I think it's up to 80 something percent now of our learners who in grade three can't read for meaning in grade four can't do basic calculations. And so we understood that there was really a need to start from the very beginning. Sure. Um, and also because that's the point where you're developing your relationship to learning. Mm. And so if, if in the beginning you're able to say learning is something that's fun, it's something I enjoy, it's something I'm capable of doing, mm. then you're able to continuously learn for life where the sure. content changes. You'll always know how to learn because you enjoy learning. Yeah. So we really wanted to, to focus on that and to really help children develop a, a fun and engaging, a good relationship to, to learning and so that's really why we focus on on ECD and mm. foundation phase. Mm. No, that's key. It makes it makes so much sense why that would be the time that you guys focus in. And I feel like the benefits of getting getting in at that time of a child's life are, are so many, are so many because they're learning so many things so early. And that is the time where they are like hungry to take things in. I, I look at my kids. I've got three daughters all under three oh, nice. and they are just everything that you do or say they are so curious yeah. because they are in that phase of like, what does this button do? What is that? Where are we? Where are we going? How do I do this? And I'm just like, slow down. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe don't slow down. Just yeah. your thing because that's what they're in that phase of like everything around them. They just want to be involved and it's a beautiful and crucial time to get them into the learning phase. So it seems as though older and maybe even like some retired people are using the app on a regular basis and um, they use this to communicate with new community members and maybe this is after having moved to other locations across the globe or whatever the case. How exactly did you draw them to your platform? Because when I think about, you know, older people, the only tech savviness that they have is, you know, maybe when it goes to like health apps, you know, to track their health or whatever it is, maybe they get information from family or friends. They, they wouldn't necessarily be the first to download an app and use the app to get the solutions. But it seems as though a lot of older people and retired people are using the app. How did this happen? That was surprising for us, right? Because we were like, we're going to make 
things so colorful and we're going to work with kids. It's going to be fun. Yeah, giddy Popeye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we discovered Urino, man. Even older people are like, we want to learn in a, we want games. Yeah. We want to learn in an interesting way. Mm. Um, and so we're getting a lot of, um, Older, yeah, older people who had just never like spoken languages, older South Africans. Sure. Um, who are like, but I've, I've always actually wanted to learn. So, so can this, you know, help me learn? Um, and, and so that's, it's been like this weird balance of our target market, but they still want it exactly as it is for the kids. I was going to say, I think like, you know, there's this thing where people get older and as they get older, they, they become, get they, they get younger. They yeah. become like kids, you know, like, you know, they just get more like, you know, lighter and free and, you know, they want to do fun things. And so I completely get it. I can definitely see like, Makoko chilling there, like wanting to engage with this app because it's a fun, cool thing that maybe in their time they would have never been exposed to. Exactly. So, you know, and it's also like a nice thing that they can even do with their grandkids yeah, that yeah. they can learn together as like their activity. Yeah. So this is actually very fun for them. What themes is the app using to cover its language content for kids? I mean, uh, you know, we just spoke about older people. So there's obviously older people that use it. Mm. There could even be some young adults that use it. Mm. And there's children who are the primary target market. What themes are you guys using to, to teach these languages? Mm. So, so, so for the educators in the classroom, um, we use the, the themes according to the, the CAPS curriculum. Okay. Um, and so we really try and, and take what needs to be learned and say, how do we interpret this in, in a way that, that makes sense and that makes the classroom more fun? Yeah. Um, and we use story a lot. This idea of being able to tell story and to be able to learn through story. I think it's, it's very, uh, African. It's, it's, you know, an easy way for anyone to learn. You remember. Story. Sure. Um, and so where we can, we really try and take these themes, but, but interpret them through story and then introduce the gamification for, for assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the same even with, with the app that, that, um, we have online. So it's really all of these different themes that, um, children are meant to be learning at, at that specific age. Yeah. Um, and so whether it's, it's learning about reading and writing, whether it's learning numeracy and, and different aspects of maths, um, even technology. So we've, we've said we really want uh, our our users to be comfortable using technology. To Definitely, feel like technology is available in my language and it's easy to use. Yeah, I'm not intimidated by it. Yeah, um, and so we've introduced this idea of learning about technology and, and different things that are happening. Yeah, um, in 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 these different um, languages, we've got things like life skills, which is such an important aspect for for children at at that age. Um, we've got yeah, sort of language learning. Um, so we've got all of these different themes that are really tied to to the existing curriculum. Sure. But they try and interpret that in in a way that that's more fun. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So Mukundi, in the long term, mm-hmm. you know, what are the plans as far as the curriculum goes? I mean, things like math, science, this is almost like a natural progression that one would be going into, you know. What's your approach to this format of learning and how far are you guys with the development as far as, you know, including these subjects? Yeah, so, so we are uh, in the process of in the next couple of months, we'll actually be launching our updated version of the app. Okay. Yes, yes. Y'all are moving. Which, uh, we're trying. Yeah. We to. There's a lot to do <laughs> and not a lot of time. Heavy is the head Yay. that wears the crown. <laughs> 
Um, so, so yeah, so, so we're in the process and, and in the next two months, we'll be launching our updated, um, Ambani app that will feature all of these different, um, subjects that I've spoken about. So it'll feature maths, technology, wow. um, life skills, uh, different language learning. Um, so, so that's what we're doing in, in, in the ECD space, but we do actually work, um, with universities. Okay. As well. Um, because I think there's a lot of movement there in terms of being able to, to teach, uh, in these different, in the languages, in, in yes. different African languages. Yes, of course. Um, and so we're working with, um, uh, uh, universities, um, across different, uh, um, Subjects, um, and, and they're really trying to find ways to, so, so they've got the, the, the translation capabilities, the language capabilities. Yeah. But they're obviously trying to find technological ways to, to kind of bring, um, some of these subjects and, and some of the learning to, to, to the students. Yeah. Um, and so we work with universities as well. Um, Very cool. To say, how do we take, you know, something like medicine? How do we take all of these different subjects and, and present them in, in our African, in our African languages? Yes. Mukundi, you know, you're reminding me of something that I saw recently, which was a company, um, here, here in South Africa, a very tech savvy, one of these famous new insurance companies where they actually and intentionally do their job interviews in, in mother tongues. So whatever your mother tongue is, you come through for a job interview and the person interviewing you can also speak that language. So if, They'll bring a Zulu speaking interviewee to come and speak to you because what they found was that when people, uh, speak in their mother tongue in, a, in, the, in an interview environment, they're more confident. They're speaking about something they know and they come there in their best form. Exactly. Whereas if you need to get there and you're being interviewed in English and you know your English isn't that strong, what's going to hold you back is that first, you, because you think in English and you learn in English, now to, you know, to first find those words, it kind of holds you back. Let me just not use them. Exactly. I don't know them. Let I don't know them. Yeah. I'll just park them for today. Yeah. And so it, I found that case study very interesting mm-hmm. that if more people can be interviewed in their home languages, then you'll get a better version of that employee once you hire them. And so the fact that you're working with universities is showing me that, you know what, this is the the direction that the world is going into. I'm seeing that we're moving into a phase of healing as a nation and as a globe. While all this like ugly and hard and disappointing stuff is happening, all this negative stuff that we can't ignore, it's there. But there's still some good in the world that's happening. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see um, more people live confidently and live loudly and proudly African because they have the language as a crutch and they have that in them and they're living and breathing it so, so outwardly. So um, I'm keen to see, you know, how many people's lives you can change, not even just in the ECD phase, but mm-hmm. as they grow, mm-hmm. as they grow. I, I love that um, interview that, that people are able to be interviewed in the own language yep because I, I can imagine how many ideas you lose yep just because someone can't communicate it exactly um, and there's always this thing of you know English it's not a measure of of intelligence and mm. you have so many ideas but you just can't express them I can't imagine myself being interviewed in a language I don't fully speak exactly I would definitely not um, you know bring up my my high level ideas I would mm. try and keep it as, as simple as possible exactly that's it right language is access it creates access for for 
for everyone involved. Yeah. It allows you, I mean, I love that in the beginning you spoke about, you know, this idea of being able to communicate with our ancestors. Yeah. But it really, language allows you to access things that the same way in which we say English allows you to access opportunities mm. and, you mm. know, um, jobs and, and whatever else. Um, I think our languages also give us access to certain things. They give us access to family and community mm. and heritage and mm. history. Mm. And so much of that, we don't realize how much of it we lose, how much of it we don't have, how much mm. of it we just actually can't see mm. because we can't communicate it. Exactly. And most times when you wonder like, what's wrong with me or why do I feel empty or I'm feeling disconnected with what I'm doing or what is my purpose mm. a lot of the times the place to start is who are you really what are you really and you start with your family you start with talking to your parents and your cousins or your grandparents if you're still lucky enough to have them and you you know you listen to them and they'll tell you about what the family was known for back in the day and you know our tribe this our tribe that and you learn all these amazing things about yourself and the the, the lineage and where you come from yeah. because that'll essentially assist you in finding where you're going mm. and sometimes it's just a start it's a place to start is learn your learn your home language understand your home language mm. live in it loudly mm. teach it to your kids mm. you know start with little words and um just start with like it like for example this morning i i was leaving the house and my son woke up and you know i'm like hey how did you sleep mm-hmm. and he just kept quiet and he looked at me and he was like sharp <laughs> <laughs> and i could see that because he's so used to me saying morning my boy how did you how sleep did you, oh, i always I say it in english yeah. i slept well mommy you i had these dreams oh. i was like sharp and I was like, oh, shame. <laughs> you know, like, it's also my responsibility as his mom to, mm. to loudly and proudly, you know, greet him in his mother tongue and mm. speak to him in the home language so that he can also gain that confidence and speak back to me and mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I'm very, very, very excited to see what you guys can do. Mm. I know that if there's a parent, listening to this right now they're probably trying to find you online they're trying to google y'all or something because they they obviously want to get involved yeah with something like this and i would encourage them to because i know that that's what i'm going to do like this is it's it's something that i even spoke to some friends recently about and my friends are at the point where they are purposefully finding churches that are all in Vernac. Like okay. we're taking our kids to churches in the township so that they can be exposed to the language. Mm. But Monday to Friday, they're at St. John's, they're at St. Mary's, they're at yeah. Rodi. You know, it's like, it's tricky. It's tricky, right? So I think uh, this kind of project and something yeah. like this will at least help us find that halfway yeah. and it'll bring it all home. Yeah. It'll bring it all home. Yeah. But that immersion is so important, right? Yeah. It's like you're, you're not just doing it on the app. You're not just doing it in books, but you're finding spaces and ways yes. to, to surround yourself with that language. I mean, yes. I even just listen to radio just to, to listen to like the tone. Yeah. And, you know, being able to, to just hear the language and yes. being spoken and to yes. understand. So, so I think that immersion part is important, being able to watch, being able to. And, and, and I think that's why this, um, app excites me so much is that it's not just, 
based kind of games, but it's also this idea of being able to watch, to listen, to see how people interact in yeah. language. Yeah. Um, but definitely I hope the parents look for us. It's really what we exist for. Sure. For the parents and the kids. And so we're Ambani Africa basically everywhere on social media, online. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also, you know, I love that you mentioned that your, your son, well, he said sharp, but he's trying. He's, you know, he's trying. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Um, <laughs> But it's also to to give um, um, them a chance to make mistakes. Absolutely. I think let, let's create an environment where they can be wrong mm. and be corrected and try mm. again. Yes. Sometimes you'll find someone will be like, no, he understands the language. He just doesn't speak it. Yeah. And and that's really because you're afraid to make a mistake. You're afraid to speak it. And mm. so let's, let's create safer spaces. Yes. To make those mistakes. To make those mistakes. So that we can correct you and teach you. It's okay. Yeah. You're going to get it wrong. You may get the pronunciation yeah. wrong from time to time, but it doesn't mean then that's the end. You'll yeah. never You'll never try again If you get it wrong It's good because It's an opportunity For you to learn And get the corrected version So that you can put that In your memory And say Mm. Aha that's how I respond moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. So when, when we see the kids making mistakes on, on social media, on TikTok and mm. all of that. My feng chans. Nah, we mustn't be hard on them. They're learning and it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Even us, we're learning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you said we can find you where online, Mukundi? So we are Ambani Africa. Ambani is spelled A-M-B-A-N-I Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are AmbaniAfrica.com on, on our website we are Ambani Africa on all social media so we're on Twitter we're on Instagram we are on TikTok we are on Facebook we've yeah. got a good active Facebook community nice um, on on your different stores so if you're on the Apple App Store if you're on the Google Play Store you can search for us as Ambani Africa AR Books or just Ambani Africa for our amazing. gaming app amazing amazing Mukundi Really quickly before you go, how much money am I parting ways with? <laughs> for everything. <laughs> for everything. So can I buy individual books? Do I have to buy it as a set? What are we looking at price-wise? Okay, so you can buy an individual book, and that's a 100 rand for each of these hardboard books. Okay. You can buy the set. The set of eight books is 650 so you get oh, quite a discount. Okay. Um, and again, it's it's not just books. It's books that work in 14 different um, languages. Yeah. It's books that come alive. It's the set of eight. It comes in a nice... Um, box for you yeah um, and you can buy that off of our website so it's definitely worth it i think as far as like investing in your your children Mm. and even yourself Mm. this is a great place to start right definitely that is ambani africa everywhere online please check them out if you are worried about your child and if you're even worried about yourself if you know that you should be speaking your home language a bit more then maybe this is a good place for you to start Mukundi Lambani she is the CEO of Ambani Africa thank you so much for joining us on Life with Lebang it's been nice chatting to you and I hope the next time we talk you'll be showing me more books and showing me maths and science and history and wawa and wawa and hey hey Please call me back six months from now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love all of that. And thank you so much at home for listening to another episode of Life with Lebang. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Brought to you by cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.